0: With service second to none, Deary Brothers Lincoln of Iowa City has been earning the business of customers in Johnson County and the surrounding area since 2010. Deary Brothers Lincoln is a full service dealership offering new Lincoln custom orders with a dedicated sales service and parts department. They are proud to be here for you. As a happy customer, the entire Deary staff was unbelievable to work with. They found the vehicles our family was looking for and we will definitely be doing business with them in the future. Check out Deary Brothers Lincoln on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at Deary Bros. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy podcast. I'm your host, Kenya Murray, and this week we're going to take a little bit of a different route as far as the podcast goes. I really want to talk about a subject that I've had to learn to deal with, I've had to learn to embrace, and that's vulnerability, Right. Um, I think as, as men, when we talk about vulnerability, it's one of those things that is taboo. It's something that we don't discuss, but I think it's one of the things that can literally destroy the life that you have built or even, um, keep you from building the life that you want to build. And I think, you know, we can start with what's the perception of vulnerability for the most part, people look at vulnerability as a weakness. Um, I think most people, when they talk about being vulnerable, they saying, hey, am I going to have to tell these secrets? Or maybe there's something in our past that we don't want to discuss. Um, And when it comes to men, we just aren't vulnerable. And I think that's something that has ruined probably more relationships. Um, It's ruined professions. um, Because no one likes to talk about what it is. And for me, it almost ruined my marriage. And that's something that we'll talk about a little bit later. But Brene Brown is a a professor at the University of Houston. Uh, She's one of the leading thought leaders when it comes to vulnerability. And she has a quote, she says, vulnerability is courage in you and inadequacy in me. And I take that to mean this, like when you see somebody else being vulnerable, you're like, oh my gosh, that that, you know, they're so brave, or I wish I could do that. But then you look at yourself and you almost close down because you think about, okay, what's wrong with me? Do I want to share what's wrong with me? And I think vulnerability for me at this point in my life has really allowed me to open up. It's allowed me to create friendships that I didn't have. And it's allowed me to connect with more people than I've ever been able to connect with. So let's talk about my story. And I call it D Day. So my wife and I, Michelle, we were married in nineteen ninety nine, September eleventh, nineteen ninety nine. I know it's a crazy, crazy date, but we didn't we didn't know about that Uh, when we got married. That's when the church was available, and you know nine eleven, you know nine times eleven equals ninety nine. So we thought it was pretty cool. But uh, Michelle and I have been been married since nineteen ninety nine, and you know over the course of our marriage, um, I thought everything was good, Um, but. I got a text message from my wife. I was away on a business trip in Texas and she basically said our marriage is over. And I didn't know what to do. Like I fell into this, like I turned off my phone. I had this sinking feeling in my stomach and I didn't know what to do. And so I'm going back in my mind, like, hey, what did I do? Or how do I get out of this? Like, how can I make this right? But this was at, she was at a point where she had been planning on leaving me. She had thought about it and was like, this is it. And what I had to realize was that I was failing her as a spouse. More importantly, I was failing my children as a father and I was failing myself as a man. So what D-Day was, was I had been going to counseling and I went to a couple sessions before Michelle joined us, but then after she joined, we really started to break down these walls and I started to figure out like what was really going on, like what I was holding on to, what was keeping me from opening up, what was keeping me from being the best version of myself. And I was afraid of the work that being vulnerable was going to do. But I had to become vulnerable in order to save my marriage. So our counselor asked me, you know, what do you want out of this life, Kenyon? You know, and I always you know, I think as an athlete, you build yourself up to be one thing. And when you're done playing the sport, you really struggle with who you are. There's so many athletes that struggle with who they are after they are done competing in the sport that really has identified them for the majority of their life to that point. And when he asked me the question, what I wanted out of my life, I closed my eyes. And usually when you close your eyes, you can see something. And all I saw was black. And so what that meant to me was that if I kept going down the route I was going, there was nothing but darkness that I was going to see. And so it was that day that I said, to be a better man, I had to address the things that caused us to get to this point. And what I found through that, through conversations, being vulnerable, is that I had buried a lot of things. I didn't talk about things. I thought I was an emotional person. I thought that I opened up to people, but I had things that were, was buried for years. At this point in time, I'm 43, 44 years old. And there was trauma that I had in my past that I had never addressed, but it was through this process. It was through this time where I said, Hey, I've got, I've got to get better at this. And so I remember that day so vividly because I was exhausted mentally, mentally, spiritually, I was just done. I went home and took a nap. Michelle went home, or went home, and then she went and got a tattoo. But uh, her tattoo that she got um, was from the the verse Psalm forty six ten. It was "Be still and know that I am God." And so she went and got a "Be still" tattoo. Um, For me, that was a day that I realigned my life. That was a day where I decided that in order to become the best version of myself, I had to be vulnerable. And so what I had to do is how was I going to hold myself accountable for that? Um, this is not a spiritual boast or anything like that, but I do, I put God at the center of everything that I do. Um, and off of that is where I get my moral barometer. And so for me, I joined a new church. Uh, I joined a Bible study group where I was one of the youngest members. It's, very interesting to talk to gentlemen that are 60, 70 years old and get their life perspective, but they're also faith-based. They're believers. They live the gospel. And I put myself around people like that. I have a circle of trust. Um, and in my circle of trust, those are guys that I know that it doesn't matter what I say or what I, I've done. I know that I can talk to them. I know that they're going to be open and honest with me. I know there's going to be times where they tell me things that I don't want to hear, but it's in those moments where you feel safe that you can be vulnerable. So to get to that point, if this is something that you feel you need to do, have to do, you have to put yourself around people that are going to be with you on the journey. Sometimes they're going to hold you up. Sometimes they're going to hold your hand. Sometimes you're going to lead them. But you have to have the right people along with you on that journey. And I think that for me, these last five years has been the one thing that has truly made me one, appreciate everything that I have in my life, from my wife, Michelle, to our kids, um, to the great people I get to work with on this podcast. Um, but, but more importantly, these last five years have shown me that vulnerability is a strength. Where people look at it as a weakness, I view it as a strength. I feel that when I'm vulnerable, I'm able to connect with people. I feel that when I'm vulnerable, people feel safe. Uh, people talk about the things that maybe they wouldn't talk to anybody else about. Because in the end, we have to be here for each other. And so, you know, I've accepted that fact. I don't think I'll ever go back. Um, I think one of the things that vulnerability has definitely done for me too, is made me more emotional. Um, I'm willing to cry. Um, it doesn't matter where I'm at or who I'm in front of. Um, but I think vulnerability has really opened up a path that I didn't know was there for me, a path to be able to help people, a path to be able to share experiences that may help someone else, someone that maybe is going down the same path that I did, whether it's with their marriage or their relationships. Um, with their kids. I think that when my wife told me that our marriage was over, that was the point that my kids respected me more than anything. And I say that because I had to sit in front of my wife and all four of my kids and tell them that I screwed up. I had to tell them that dad hasn't been the best man. He hasn't been the best husband. I think I was a pretty good father, but I knew that if I corrected the other two, I knew if I worked on myself as a man, if I worked on myself as a husband, that everything would trickle down. But I think that moment, one showed them that life is hard, marriage is hard, and you have to have the right people around you in order to do what we call life. I also feel that it's helped lead them to relationships that are beneficial for them as well being a father of three boys, obviously you want to make sure that your boys, um, understand the responsibility of being a man, being a husband, boyfriend, whatever it is. And then for our daughter, I want to make sure my daughter understands that she should never be treated any worse than how her dad treats her or how her brothers treat her. And so it was in that moment where I was telling them some of the darkest things. I was scared. I was crying. I was shaking. But I know in that moment was when my kids said, okay, you know, and they got on, on, on board with me and, you know, they hold me accountable for things and I hold them accountable for things. And it's a a very transparent and honest relationship that all of us have. And it all comes from my desire and want to be vulnerable. And so as I end the podcast, I know it's not going to be easy. And if you're looking, uh, if you're listening to this, if you're watching it, it's not easy. But the one thing that you have to have are people in your life that are going to support you. For me, it was a rededication of my life to our, our, our God and Savior. Um, it was a rededication to my wife, a uh, rededication to my marriage, and a rededication to my kids. And I know if I live this way continuously, I'll be able to touch the people that I think may need it. And, you know, God put us all on this earth to work together. So, that being said, I want to thank you for taking the time uh, listening to the podcast, watching the podcast. And until next time, I'm Kenya Murray, and this is the Leave Your Legacy podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City based media company that specializes in creating high quality video photo, and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, contact them today by visiting StorylineMultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.